self-care, self-sustainability, and self-liberation. I am your host, Silas Soul, and as always, I am joined by the lovely, talented, half-asleep, Jackie Kerouac. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. And as always, this podcast is covered by the BIPCOT No Government License. This allows for use and reuse by anyone except governments and the agents thereof. You can find out more information about this at bipcot.org. All right, so we're back again. Feels like we just did this. Um, we are still playing catch up, obviously. And uh, now this is episode 13. I believe I erroneously referred to last episode as episode 11 multiple times, even though that was actually episode 12. But yes, here we are with lucky episode number 13. Catching up to this past month's issue of Road to Autonomy magazine, our travel issue, the issue for August, and so that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk some travel stuff here. Um, I forgot to relook at the issue, so I pretty much forgot whatever people talked about in there. <laughs> I don't know if you have any notes on that or remember because it wasn't that long ago, but it was that long ago because we kind of put the magazine together early so we could have it ready to go by the time we went to the midwest peace and liberty fest um and well tried to launch it from there but apparently somebody forgot to hit send so true story for those of you who, it was me so for those of you who are looking for the issue of the magazine to come out on the 15th as it normally does i don't think we actually got it out to like the 18th or 19th until somebody until somebody mentioned it's me hey by the way actually i think it was i think it was one of our writers i think it was matt who was like hey by the way do we, is there a link to this month's issue and i was like went and looked i was like oh yeah the issue is not up yet um but yeah we finally got it out it was a good issue uh at least that what i remember reading during what I, during the proofing it everything seemed pretty great and, uh, it was a good issue. Yeah, we uh, we had uh, a lot of good pieces from uh, some stories from our Josiah Warren uh, on escaping, as well as late bus um, short stories of his. Uh, and I love how his short stories are so like timely with with our magazine issues. You know, it's it's a person waiting for a bus with dialogue. And uh, this person is really upset that the bus is not coming and, and their whole day is ruined. And this person just just uh, this character in the story has has enough wherewithal to to like introduce a little agorism and uh, a little anarchy to this individual waiting for this late bus, which is a great reminder to us all that uh, we can prophesize to all of our children while we're waiting for buses. You should probably never try to do that accent again. Um, anyway, yes, I, <laughs> well, I, I, I always, I mean, we've talked about this before. I always love Josiah's writings. Um, 
that's why he's a contributor because I pushed very hard for to make sure he was part of our team uh, when he offered his services originally. Because, well, I mean, I've known Josiah for a while now. Uh, I got, uh, I did, you know, I got to do the audiobook reading for his his first novel, Brushfire. And when he said, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to contribute to your magazine," I said, "Yes, let's do that." So, um, thank you, Josiah, for your service. He is probably our most consistent contributor. And has been since he since he joined the team. So, and I always love reading his stuff. I'm pretty sure some of the short stories he's contributed was stuff he already had laying around. But he, I think, he also gets inspiration from our themes, and that's why he has timely pieces that he writes. So, yes, it's quite, it's quite nice to have somebody on the team who's so versatile. He can write, you know, he's, he writes some pretty kick-ass articles. He writes some pretty cool fiction. Yeah, um, true good story. Stuff. Good stuff, uh, from our, our uh, man Josiah. It's very relatable. So if, if you're not familiar with, with Josiah Warren and, and his writing style and his book Brush Fire, it's incredibly relatable. I mean, I mean, he writes, we all know these people. Um, he writes about people that we, we know in our real life. Yeah. And you can almost say like, oh gosh, that reminds me of Jonathan or oh gosh, that reminds me of, of Ken or oh gosh, that reminds me of whatever. And, and his stories are just it's just such nice, uh, real life writing. I like yeah. it. Good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, we had a bunch of that, that going on, but I guess, uh, yeah, I guess the main thing we'll talk about since it does pertain to travel is our journey. Well, both of our journeys are separate journeys that culminated in reaching this year's Midwest peace and Liberty fest for 2021. Uh, which I was super stoked to be back at, especially because I missed last year um, after being there for four years in a row. So it was good to be back. And this obvious. Really? You got to start shaking now, Van Dogo. You're perfectly passed out. Now I want to record. And now you're going to get up and I'll be all loud. Anyway, um, this was your first time attending the fest. So... Yeah, it I guess. Was. Well, let's let's start with you. Well, we want to talk about your journey out there. I mean, we touched on this in last episode. Actually, I think we touched on it and didn't really go into too much detail other than the fact that you fell and broke your leg. Um, I barely and then, fell. And then got a helicopter ride off the mountain. And yeah. Had a reconstructive surgery on your ankle. Um, yeah. And your lower leg. And then... And four days later, I drove 31 hours to Michigan from... It was not four days later. 31 hours? It wasn't four days later. It was like a week after your surgery. It was... No. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Five days. Five days after reconstructive surgery, I drove 31 hours. Oh, there you go. Okay. (laughs) So... uh, People at the fest called me an inspiration. They didn't use all the mean words you used. Because <laughs> they don't know you as well. <laughs> Whatever. My brothers know me. They didn't use those mean words either. Well, maybe they did at one point. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I thought. Just blame me, why don't you? But yeah, that's uh, not like, they you know. They still love me, even though I do everything the hard way. So that makes uh, me lovable. Like trash pandas. You love them, but they tear through your garbage every night. Same deal. 
Anyway, so do you want to talk about your journey or do you, are we just going to skip forward to you? Oh, yeah, I drove 31 hours. No, you didn't really drive 31 hours. You left, so, you, you, you left the Western Slope and took a nine-hour drive to yeah. Denver, which should have taken four hours at most. True story. So um, Colorado uh, had wildfires a few years ago. Uh, like big surprise, right? That's like Colorado's deal in the summertime. But as a result uh, from those wildfires, we ended up having epic mudslides through uh, um, um, Glenwood Canyon. So Glenwood Canyon was pretty much destroyed with with mudslides and I-70 westbound and eastbound were pretty much taken out. So consequently, going to the Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival, I-70 was closed in like four different spots for being washed out. So I had to drive south through Montrose and Telluride and, and um, like the, the southern part of the state, which is like an eight, eight hour drive uh, and five days after reconstructive surgery. So it was and in the middle of the night because I left after work. So by myself. So like I check marked like every <laughs> do not do. I was like, yep, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. We're doing it all. So I had like a packing party where some good Ann fam came out and helped me pack the car. And uh uh yeah, that that started my uh adventure to Michigan. Uh, I figured it would be a good idea to take my brothers along as like moral support as like my pack mules. And, uh, that was a wise decision on my part because they were amazing. Um, and they got to meet kind of my Ann fam, which is really exciting for like your personal family to meet your Ann fam. And as my brothers learned while at Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival, there's a lot a lot of people that were in attendance and a lot of people that weren't in attendance that no longer have relationships with their family, either because of their political beliefs or medical beliefs or autonomal beliefs or whatever. So uh, it was really cool that I got to share kind of something that's kind of rare. It's not so much rare for you anymore, but uh, it was at, at one point where you were kind of distanced from your family for a while. And I know lots of other people that were distanced for a while and some aren't fortunate enough to make it back. And some are. Most that don't make it back is usually a choice. It's always a choice. I believe. Everything's always a choice, but you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, they could go back. They're just choosing not to. I mean, we all could go back. It's always a choice. No, there's there's certain situations where the family is the one who turns away and and doesn't want them back. Yeah, but, but the family lot, I, makes the choice. But I know a lot of those people there, the the ones who say they don't talk to their family anymore. Usually, it's their choice. So, whatever. Anyway, it's to sad. backtrack to backtrack a little bit, since we're supposed to be talking about travel, right? Um, for those of you for those of you who have never been to Colorado or ever, ever plan on going to Colorado, yes, I seventy runs through essentially through the northern ish middle northern middle ish part of the state um well no because denver is on the northern side and then then like not the total northeast corner but then it kind of drops southwest anyway it's pretty much the only major route across the entire state so when that gets knocked out yeah i've had to make that drive before 
on a number of occasions when I left Grand Junction myself on my way back to Denver to get a job and 70 was closed. I kind of laugh. I mean, obviously, I hope nobody lost their lives in the mudslides and whatnot, but I do have to kind of laugh the fact that 70 was wiped out because last summer, 70 was shut down for large parts of the summer anyway, not because of the wildfires necessarily. Like they were shut down a little bit for the wildfires, but they were shut down for construction for months on end. And after all that wasted money by government, Mother Nature came in and said, fuck your couch and took the road back out again. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. It looks like a bomb went off through that canyon. It looks so crazy. now they're going to now they're going to have to waste even more taxpayer money putting that road back together again just a year later. <sighs> yeah, it's it's fucked. Yeah, it's fucked in a big way. The river's all diverted and fucked up too because all the boulders and shit fell in the river. Because I what are you talking about? I keep I, I keep I keep seeing SJW types and 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 weird leftists post about the fact that the Colorado River is almost completely dried up. So there shouldn't be a problem, right? Colorado <laughs> River is is those people are real dumb. I, uh, I just I saw a post the other day. It was like, oh my god, the Colorado River is drying up. I'm like, you fucking idiot! It always dry. It always dries up partially in the drought season. That's what yeah, happens this, this time of year. Yeah, it's always real low. It's the middle of fucking summer. Yeah. Well, I guess not middle anymore. It's coming closer to the end of the summer. But anyway, so yeah, so yeah, so you had to take an extensively long journey just to get to Denver to pick up your first brother. Yeah, so I got to my I so I left uh, what Wednesday or Tuesday night, I think I left Tuesday night and uh, I got to my brother's house at like five in the morning or three in the morning, sometime in the middle of the night on Wednesday um, and uh, slept in the car that first night. I didn't want to I didn't want to try and like climb stairs. He lives on the top of like a 35 stair second floor walk up. So just with a brand new fucking reconstructed casted leg, I was like, fuck it. I'm sleeping in the car. So yeah, it was much better to wait till you headed back and then fall down the stairs like you shared before we started the actual podcast. I fell hard. <laughs> I like I swung. You saved that for the end. Good job. Yeah, that was that was rough. Anyway, so much. you got that. You got there. I got some <laughs> sleep. Woke your brother up or your brother got up and then. uh yeah. So my brother, I found out just uh, started doing this like trading business where he's selling baseball cards for like a ton of money. And and uh, so he just sold some rare card. And so he uh, he paid for a good majority of our trip uh, because he. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's awesome. That was kind of our like family vacation. We hadn't all three of us together been uh, together uh gosh for five years or more so it was really a special time to have have my brothers all together and and you know there's three of us we're like the three amigos so um that was nice so i got to denver picked him up i had to like nanny him out of the house because he wanted to like he wanted to multitask all over the house and i'm like come on come on come on come on come on so finally we got to leave and then from there we traveled to wisconsin which is like a 20 20 hour drive, I think like a 19, 18 something hour drive. Plus I have to stop every hour to pee. So uh, yeah, a three-year-old. Yeah. I think a three-year-old has a better bladder. <laughs> I think a, I think a three-year-old could probably last longer than me, but so then we drove to Wisconsin and picked up my second brother 
who also lives on the top of like 25 stairs, second floor walk up. All of us assholes live on the second floor walk up. It's just real shitty timing for my foot. So, so I got him, slept in the car. And we left the next day. And then Michigan was eight hours from his place because you have to go around the goddamn Great Lakes. Fucking because nobody wanted to cough up a hundred bucks for the ferry. Oh, yeah, you could have taken the ferry, but yeah, I always I, 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 I hundred dollar ticket. No, I know. Well, it's all about, you know, that versus the gas you'd spend. And then if you're, you know, you don't actually want to drive all that time, you can do it. I mean, same thing over where I'm from in New York. They have the ferries that run uh, on the North Shore up to Connecticut. You can take that, but I never take those. I just drive around the around the around the around the bay all the way down into New York because, well, uh, yeah, I think the ferries rides from there are like seventy five bucks or some shit like that, and yeah, it's crazy. just not worth it. No, my brother's phone GPS really, really wanted us to go to the ferry. So we had two GPSs running. So I had my phone GPS running. Yeah, I don't know that, why that'll, that'll happen if you don't click off the avoid ferries. Yeah, we found that out at the end. But but his <laughs> GPS was like, you really need to make a U-turn and you really need to take this. Well, ferry. Yeah, because if you don't, if you don't click that off, believe me, I'm somebody who lives with Google Maps. I wish I didn't <laughs> have to, but I, you know, I drive all over the country, so I have to rely on Google Maps. And yes, you need to turn off. Uh, you have to put on, you click on avoid ferries. Um, if you're like me, somebody like me who likes to avoid toll roads at like all fucking costs, then you have to click off, click on avoid tolls, and yeah. then it will reroute you to the routes that you're looking to go for. If you don't do that, yes, it's going to try to take you the quick, the not necessarily always the quickest distance, but the straightest line it will try to send you on if you don't do that. So, true story. True, true, true story. So we found you that you, you, you could have went up and around the other way too, depending on where in Wisconsin you were. You could have gone up to the UP and come down through, come down over the Mackinac Bridge. And I don't think we were far enough way. north in Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, that I guess it, unless, unless you're up near Green Bay or something, I guess it doesn't really We weren't matter. that well, high. Yeah. No. You're no, not we, that high, bullshit. I am always <laughs> that high, but I was exactly. not that high in Wisconsin. I did get pulled over in Wisconsin. So so oh here's another look at this great another exclusive things that things that uh were not things were not told to the person who owns the vehicle she was driving oh i didn't pretty sure no i'm pretty sure you failed to mention the fact that you were pulled over as well (laughs) well ticket no in my vehicle nope okay good but i got i got so my brother lives in the middle of nowhere like hee-haw wisconsin like it's all trees and like yodels and so he dropped us a pin of where he lives. Well, he dropped us a pin of the old house, not the new house. They just moved. So it's like three in the morning. I'm driving in the middle of the night because I'm fucking tired. And my brother can't see for shit at night. I can't really see really well at night, but I see a hell of a lot better than my brother. Another so, bit of information I was not given before. I said, yeah, go ahead. Pick up your brothers. Help, he'll help you drive all the way across the country. <laughs> Well, yeah. he, so why, he why, would, drove... why, would we, why would we mention the why would we mention the fact that both of us both of you have night blindness? Well, he drove um, like eleven hours, so he drove a I long mean, that, time. That's great, time. but like still, so, you know, I didn't like mind driving. A, like that, that's one of the. This is another one of those important things, Jackie, that you love to leave. You know, the important details you love to leave out. Hey, like I'm going to take your. Like... I'm going to take your vehicle and drive it halfway across the country to come to the fest. I'm going to pick up my brothers. Oh, by the way, we're both night blind. You might want to know that. <laughs> 
See how easy that is? I like, yeah, but then that that causes you to worry and that causes you to call me names for like doing it. No, it causes you, it causes you to call it causes it causes me to call you names when I find out after the facts. And before. And you so casually try to slip it into conversation, like, you know, oh yeah, no big deal. I got pulled over in your vehicle, you know. It's the insurance is in your name. So if they want to start, you know, tagging the thing for tickets, it's gonna come fall down on you. No big deal. Uh, I I pled that I fought that ticket for seven months. Didn't you still have to pay? Uh in the end. 40, 60, 60 dollars in one point. It was two hundred and eighty dollar ticket. I got it down to 60 bucks in one point instead of five points. And I didn't pay it for nine months or eight months. So that's a to- Oh, and I wasted jury, judge twice, and prosecutor twice time. So <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so Wisconsin, so we got to the old place. I was really frustrated. Turns out that he just lived on the other side of this patch of like forest. So we just had to drive around. Right. So I was really tired and I wanted to get there. So I got there and a police officer pulled me over because I was getting there too efficiently, if you know what I mean. And so uh, he he was like, um, I'm pretty sure I've breastfed babies older than him. He was like so little. He still had the pacifier in his mouth. So he had to like take it out to talk to me. And um, we talked a little bit and I was like, just need to get to the brother's house. I'm tired. And he was like, why are you driving with your leg on the dash? Like, why isn't your brother driving? And I was like, oh, fair question. He drove all day. I'm driving now. Just so close, just right there, you know. And so he was like, lots of deer through here. Just slow it down. That's a warning. And I was like, okay. And then we got like, <laughs> drove like, I don't know, maybe a block. And I looked at the, uh, the speedometer and I told my brother, I don't even know what 35 is because right now we're going 45. And my brother was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, if you get us pulled over again, you motherfucker. So, um, so I wasn't really allowed to drive after that. So, which is great. Cause we got to my brother's house, uh, slept in the car, picked him up. And then we, we got to MPLF pretty late. Uh, cause my brothers had to have like a supermarket sweep at Walmart before going, cause neither one of them packed anything. So they just ran through Walmart purchasing everything that seems they left like a bunch something. of stuff behind too by the way i don't think i think i forgot to mention that did they the, like the, what well because your, your brothers i mean they were they were they were very nice and all you know i got to very meet sweet. them for the first time but they were they like they were like deer in the headlights for most of the weekend um because obvious i mean well, the i mean yeah it's a my new brothers are really people, antisocial and... we're all we're all whole family is super yeah, you talk about being antisocial but you were all over you and your gimpy ass were all over the place um, i was gonna make make use out of this broken and, leg but they 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 were like they stayed in the tent a lot or stayed in the car i was gonna yeah. beat them at one point if they turned my vehicle on one more time to run the air conditioner i was like jesus christ we're camping dude get over it i i, I had to <laughs> talk with them yeah i told them no more of that so yeah no um, I, you know they're they're, but, they're but young no, boys they're 20 but they, something 
they 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 did that for the first few days and it wasn't they finally like came out of their shell like the last night when yeah. uh when my friend diana and her friend lilani lilani was that it? lilani lilani yeah. showed up apparently yeah. they really like lilani because they sat and they hung out with them all night and lilani and Didi Di- Di- Di thought they were the the funniest things they wanted to they talk to me off. about them the whole day. Yeah. yeah but then the they next day i was thing. hanging out i was hanging out with Didi and lilani and they're like oh by the way are you going to see Rhett and, and um Aww. robbie again because they they're like they're pulling all this stuff out they're like here's their here's their mosquito mask here's oh one my of their gosh headlines. oh my <laughs> gosh well thank you leilani and diana well. Oh my gosh. So yeah, you guys you guys arrived you you guys well everybody arrived late. I I was actually one of the first people to arrive at the fest. I where the heck did I I don't even remember where I came from. Where did I come from to get there? You basically came from Michigan. You you dropped off. Oh no, that's Detroit. what it was. Yeah, I got very lucky. I was I, I was working leading up to the fest. I think I think I was actually in Wisconsin um a couple of days beforehand. Yeah. And then uh I requested that they try to find me a load to Michigan and they, I, my, my dispatch team actually scored me two loads to Michigan um, that I was able to drop off the first one the night before the fest, Wednesday night, um, somewhere down near Detroit. And then I had to drive up to, what's that? Oh, Auburn Hills, um, drive up to Auburn Hills and drop off first thing in the morning on Thursday, when, which is when the fest started which could not have been more perfect because after I woke up and dropped off, I was literally 45 minutes away from the fest location. So yes. that was a huge bonus. I got paid to drive there um, and then only had to drive a little way. I actually arrived at the fest probably by like 10 a.m. on Thursday. There was already Sounds a couple of people right. there, um, mostly the, the committee members and the setup crew, which did not do a lot of setting up because as it happens just about every single year at fest there is a rainstorm on at least one of the days uh i remember a few years back the one year i was able to bring uh bring the bip twins with me it absolutely poured the day we arrived we literally stood under my canopy um for almost the entire day (laughs) because it just kept raining but apparently michigan had been slammed with rainstorms for like weeks leading up to it. A bunch of people I know who live up there were talking about the fact that just it hasn't stopped raining. And I got, like I said, I got into, Mich- I got into Michigan the, the night before that Wednesday night. We rolled into Auburn Hills uh, probably like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And I literally stopped at a gas station, got Van Doggo out of the van to pee, just as she was finishing peeing and we were turning around to head back to the van and mind you we were like literally 15 feet away from the van as we're turning around the skies just opened up and within less than a minute there was sideways rain it was insane and it just it poured for hours and then it just rained the entire night through well apparently an hour up the road in Gaines Michigan where the fest is now held it rained even longer and harder. And I, did you see Joe Cushing's videos that he recorded? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, for those of the, those of you who don't know, Joe Cushing, one of the Michigan AmFam members, one of the founding members of the Michigan Peace and Liberty Fest and the MPL, uh, the Michigan Peace Liberty Co- uh, was it the Peace and Liberty Coalition, which is the group that originally organized it. Um, 
I, uh, I, I, I lovingly nicknamed him Admiral Autism years ago because, you know, a lot of us are on the spectrum, but Joe takes it to a whole other level. I love the guy, but he rubs people over the wrong way a lot of times because he's very matter of fact. Um, and he just blurts certain things out sometimes that kind of offend people. He doesn't mean anything by it, I swear. But anyway, he recorded some videos that night. And one of them was just, I, I was crying. I was watching it. It was literally just him sitting in his tent. And you can just hear the rain pounding on his tent. And he just looks around in very Joe-like fashion and just goes, holy shit. It's just, it's so fucking hysterical. <laughs> like, I actually want to clip that and I want to use that in other recordings. And just anytime somebody has a problem, I just want to play Joe screaming, holy shit. Um, it, was just, it was priceless. But yeah, apparently they got dumped on like all night long. So they actually didn't set anything <laughs> i arrived at 10 o'clock in the morning when normally when you show up on a thursday everything's set up the uh, spontaneous order tent um the showers they've built um all the other structures they erect to uh you know get things moving and have th place things for places to go yet nothing was done because it rained all day and night so all of us that actually showed up on the first day ended up having to participate and help out and uh i mean i helped i helped put up the main speaking tent and then i helped clear out garbage and then i helped build finish building the shower stalls <laughs> um but we got pretty much everything done by the by by the end of thursday night um i think we just had one big tent to put up on friday but yeah uh you know people started filtering in and usually thursday is the the lightest day of the fest because a lot of people don't either will either take off Friday to come for the weekend or can't get off until after work on Friday and don't show up till Friday night, Saturday. Um, from what I was told, there was actually a lot more people on the first day this year than there was last year, which is always a good thing. You know, more people showing up, uh, a lot of new, a lot of new faces, uh, people being there for the first time, not just you, Jackie and your brothers. There was other, there was other people too, which was really cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, a bunch of us were hanging out and, we were all, a, a, a number of us were waiting for a bunch of different people and we all kind of realized hey everybody said they're all going to be here at eight o'clock yeah i don't think a single one of you fuckers showed up at eight o'clock <laughs> you guys yeah. didn't roll in it's like 10 10 30 yeah. uh our buddy phoenix i don't think didn't get there until like shortly before you guys did yeah um yeah. We, were, we were also waiting for our for our from our buddy sully from iowa to show up he didn't he took forever getting there so yeah everybody managed to get distracted slowed down um but all finally made it there and we made it yeah and so the first night was pretty good relatively quiet you know people just hanging out doing their thing getting set up i didn't even bother setting my tent up the first night because i was just too after working all day and um, you know helping set up everybody else's tents and all the other stuff i was like screw this i don't want to I, I just don't want to do a damn thing so Van Doggo and I just slept in the van because, well, that's what we do anyway. Um, but then I don't even remember what happened day two. Day two, Friday, more people showed up. Good times were had. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Overall, I had a lot of fun. The, I had a good uh, time. It was a good fest. I think it was a good, uh, good first time fest for me. I mean, this is my second fest. Vanu was my first fest, followed by MPLF, followed now by We Are Change. 
And, um, and PLF, I think was a total success. I think, uh, it was a really excellent time. I ended up, uh, connecting with a lot of really cool people. Um, Owen, uh, um, Hunt, is it? Uh, who's a comedian and, um, a really, really cool individual. We, we kind of connected and, uh, got a live stream coming up, uh, with him. Uh, well, it'll probably be before this right we talked about that but at some point <laughs> we'll be talking to him and uh maybe some some new contributors as a result uh, i think i got a pen pal uh out of the deal uh, an artist so we're going to send each other doodles which i'm really excited about that and uh i bought some moonshine and i got to meet some of jeremy's and fam and i've heard about some of these people for so long so it was finally nice to like put like the yak boy uh, and his oh Nick, yes Nick, the <laughs> anarcho and, uh, the, the anarcho not so young anymore nick hazelton my uh my, my little buddy not so little anymore either he's getting really tall um but yeah he makes a mean omelet yeah yeah he does nick nick nick's lose <laughs> lose worked him hard our, our my, my my dear friend lusander fiend and, um, and lou yeah has groomed has groomed the young nick into uh, quite the fine little sous chef to uh, cook breakfast for everybody in the morning who would like to purchase some breakfast from them and yeah. uh total success and 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 everybody you know i i understand why um silas is so uh so enamored with his and fam in michigan um really really the, the, really the, excellent people the, the michigan like that 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 core group is just you know um two joes um little little shannon um I don't even remember if I saw Danny Damon show up. She, ha I can't imagine she wouldn't be there, but I didn't see her. She's a, she's actually, I think she's the original. Um, she was like the leader that started everything nine years ago, whatever it was. Um, Johnny, J good old Johnny Ratone and his moonshine. Um, that I can't open. Which I always have to laugh about. Johnny Johnny makes a pretty mean uh, apple pie moonshine. But oh, the funny God. thing is, is years ago, there was another member of the Anfam who has since kind of been excommunicated, although he kind of left on his own, but most people were kind of happy to see him go. Um, some people may know him as the big fat guy who got naked at the Libertarian National Party a few years ago. Uh, well, not fully naked. He stripped down to a gold thong. Oh. Um, James Weeks, um, who now apparently is no longer fat. He's dropped like 150 something pounds and is looking pretty lean and mean the last time I saw him. Send but a uh, friend request. <laughs> anyway, James is uh James is an interesting character. He used to be part of the 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 community over there. Um he was actually a, he was on the Freedom Fiends with me for a while as well. And uh he had like one of the most infectious laughs, you know, one of those big fat guy guffaws that once oh, you yeah. started laughing, it was impossible for you not to laugh along with him. He just, it was, inf it was literally infectious. Um, I'm excited about that. But anyway, he, he used to, he used to come to the fest and he used to make uh, apple pie moonshine and Johnny used to make fun of him because Johnny's that made what he called was real moonshine. Um, you know, the hardcore paint thinner type stuff, 190 proof, whatever that'll like literally one sip of it'll kick your ass. Um, and he used to, he used to mock James for making his apple pie moonshine. And then James stopped coming, um, because of some issues that would happen between him and another person. And 
uh, some, you know, and fam drama uh, a few years back. And then all of a sudden, the next year, Johnny shows up with, guess what? Apple pie moonshine. <laughs> How funny is that? Well, yeah. well, because James always sold out of his where Johnny did not because most people didn't want like it, Johnny's stuff was strong. It was good, but it was strong. And most people didn't want that. Most people wanted the, the weaker, really good tasting apple pie moonshine. Um, but, you know. I think he had some other ones too this year, right? He had watermelon and oh uh, yeah, he had blueberry maybe. I, I didn't get to I try the other one. I thought I thought there was a blueberry or there's either a blueberry or a peach one. I think, but oh peach, um, yeah peach. Uh, I tasted all of them; they were good. I did not purchase any from him this year, though. I'm yeah, you did. Of, huh? You 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 paid for half of the apple pie moonshine. You split it with me. I asked you if you'd split it with me, and you said yes. I don't remember saying that. And how come I didn't get any of it? Because I have it right here. That's why I have half. Oh, so then you shouldn't be trying to open it anyway. That's my moonshine, bitch. I can't open it anyway. So it's a moot point. Excellent. So then maybe next time I see you, it'll still be around. Um, I I don't remember that conversation. Um, I did not drink (laughs) over the weekend, but I did do copious amounts of cannabis um, and there may have been a psilocybin experience one night, which was a lot of fun. Um, I think our cohorts, I, I, I'm not sure if that was, jo- it might have been Josiah's first time. I think it was his, his lady's first time. Both of them. It was, it was, it was, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, we got, we got, to, we got to take some noobs on a psilocybin trip. It was just, the, there was a bunch of us that were supposed to do it together. It ended up just being the four of us that did it together. I don't think we left their tent area. In fact, I don't recall getting up out of my chair for the most part. I know um, it was it was effort getting you back but home. Yeah, it, was, it was effort. It was it, it, it was a good like I didn't need to get out of the chair. We had so much fun just sitting there laughing at each other. <laughs> well, everybody went to bed, so I was like, okay, we gotta go. And uh, you know, it was a it was a it was a good that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Over, overall, I mean, as usual, the fest they they have people that give speeches and stuff. Um, Jackie gave a talk, which, uh, actually went over pretty well, I think. Um, yeah, I hope so. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I was kind of worried at first. I know you were worried at first cause you had the last speaking spot. Yeah. Um, like dead last. Gener- yeah. There. Which is, which given the time of day would normally be okay, but because it's on Sunday, it's the last speaking spot. A lot of people don't pay attention to that and they're all just doing their own thing and nobody wants, cause like I rarely go to the, to the talks. Um, like I think in all the years that I've been there this year, I, this year I sat through two of them. I participated in one. We'll get to that in a second. And then I, I sat, I sat there for yours and, uh, actually, no, I also sat there for part of, um, Brett Vinat from the school sucks podcast who, well, oh, formerly now, cause I think he officially retired that show after 12 years. Um, Brett, thank you for your service. Uh, but he was there and he did an episode, he did a live episode of his, one of his other podcasts, the discomfort zone. And I sat through that and got incredible, incredibly high with my buddy, Drew sample and young, not so young Nick Hazleton. Um, Cause they both think it's really funny to just keep handing me stuff and see how long I'll last. <laughs> it is <laughs> pretty they, funny. They know the old man can't hang anymore the way he used to. Um, True story. But uh, yeah, I think I actually sat through most, I, I sat through more, presentations this year than i have in most of the years combined because normally i just skip all of them 
even when it's like my friends giving talks and stuff like that it's just like i i would i, I go to these fests especially the midwest peace and liberty fest to hang out with people I go out to spend time talking, bouncing around campsites, you know, chatting with people that I only get to see once a year or meeting people for the first time and just hanging out and having fun. Most of the talks, even like when the when the bigger names show up, um, like I've heard these people give speeches before. I've seen them give speeches in other places. So it's like eh, I could listen to them get another speech or I could hang out and be doing something else cool. So maybe I'll do that instead. Um, you know, the exception being the one year we had Scott Horton at the fest, uh, which I just had to see him talk live. And then, of course, a bunch of us got to get really high with him before the speech, which was extra cool. Um, yeah, no, like I know you were a little worried about not people not showing up. And I had to light a fire under Mr. Motard to actually get him to get up and announce that you were having your talk and remind people. Um but uh, enough people ended up, uh, I think we passed the word around enough that enough people started filtering it. Like it, it, when he first started talking, there was like, it was like me and your brothers and Joe. And I was like, man, is this really all who's going to show up? But luckily, um, more and more people started filtering in and you, you had a you know decent showing, especially for that last time slot. And yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, I mean, I, I actually wasn't anticipating anyone showing up, so uh, I was pleasantly surprised that I wasn't in the tent by myself. Um, so it was nice. I had, I had a lot of ideas as to what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to bring up. And, uh, I was going to kind of talk about, you know, being prepared on the trail, but truly it, it occurred to me that I really just have to introduce our magazine because there were so many people at the fest that had no idea who we were. And uh, I was like, man, we've got oh, as a magazine. Today. Yes, everybody knows who the hell I am. I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was good. And, 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 we, and we actually got some really uh, great questions afterwards, um, which led to more feedback, which led to more connections, which led to more people saying, hey, maybe we can connect and do something and work together and collaborate. And that's always a good thing. Um, obviously, I was I'm I'm super excited about connect with you connecting with Owen. I want to see uh, where that leads because Owen just came on my radar recently. He seems to be somebody who who either was a libertarian but not part of these circles, or just recently started putting all these things together, but already had this burgeoning comedy career before that because he has a lot of followers, but it's not people from our circles. So, Which is really exciting. Yeah, because, that's super exciting yeah. because we're going to have the opportunity to introduce, like, especially if you guys, you know, can, you know, the live stream goes well and he puts the word out. Like, we have the opportunity now to reach an entirely new audience, which yeah. is super, super exciting. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of this for, you know, I, on a smaller scale, that's what I've been doing since, I, since I'm back on facebook again after my la after my after my main account well really the only account i've ever had except the one backup i made one time years ago that i kind of forgot about um got nuked by facebook um over some stupid bullshit <laughs> it wasn't it, i'm one of those people who's been a shit poster for years but managed to never get banned um i, I had one three-day ban one time but other than that i never even got warnings or 24-hour bans because somehow i all, even even my most like offensive memes always managed to fly under the radar somehow never never got touched and then facebook went on a purge again about a month ago and took out 
every group that they considered to be a danger because they were posting disinformation about the Kofifi virus. And uh, one of those groups happened to be the Seeds of Liberty group that I started years ago when we started the Seeds of Liberty podcast. I had forgotten all about the group. I never even went into it anymore, never bothered to check on it. Yeah, they took that group out and anybody who has an admin, they wiped their account out permanently. No questions asked, no way to recover it. Um, but because of that, uh, I, I managed to remember that I did have another account that was sitting dormant for years. I started it up and I just started adding people. Anybody that had more than 100 mutual friends, I was just like, I'll add you, I'll add you. I have no idea who you are. I found already probably over a thousand people who were in the community or in parts of the different parts of the community that somehow I had never connected with in all these years. So number one, I was kind of psyched that I was like, Oh, the, the community is even bigger than even I like I've been around and I've been to a lot of these events and I've, you know, met a lot of these people in person and there's a lot more of us than I thought that was like right off the bat. That was exciting. But because of that now, now I get to introduce all of these new people to our content as well, because none of a lot of them didn't have any idea about our magazine or this podcast. And now when I share this stuff on my on my page, all these new people get to see it. So so yeah, I'm 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 super stoked to see what happens with Owen um and see if that leads to more things. And even more stoked if we can get hooked up with Brett Vinat, who seemed to express a lot of interest. Um, although maybe it might have been his girlfriend who was even more excited. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's fine because he'll listen to her. And uh, if we can if we can get Brett involved in any way and do any type of collaboration, I mean, honestly, that's going to be huge for us. Brett's not only one of the biggest names in the movement itself, but you know, Brett made it pretty mainstream. His School Sucks podcast it was wild, wildly successful. It ran for a dozen years, and he got to talk to a whole bunch of people and um, lots and lots of, you know, normies even were, were listening and, and taking advice and tips about, you know, learning about the possibility of homeschooling or unschooling or all these other ideas. And then over the years, he kind of transitioned to talking about different things. Um, he was really big on, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, a lot of self-care stuff, um, uh, you know, different type of shadow workings and whatever. And, um, you know, and, and a lot of introspective stuff and um, time management things and uh, stuff like uh, really d digging in deep to things like uh, Nathaniel Brandon's uh, the, the seven pillars of the seven, the seven pillars of self-esteem um, you know, like a lot of really in-depth stuff and a lot of people got introduced to that stuff over the years. Um, so thank you for your service, Brett. Um, but if he wants, you know, if he wants to work with us in any capacity, that's a huge get for us. Um, you know, it was really rad meeting them. Uh, we had breakfast together on the last today, I think Sunday. Um, and that was really cool just to have breakfast with, with those two, with Brett and his girlfriend. Um, and so I, I very much enjoyed um, just talking to them about, you know, like me and my story and how I started the magazine and who I am and, and just kind of sharing kind of my journey 
he shared a little bit about his journey and our journeys are, are really different, but similar, you know, um, we, we had the same aha moments, I think. And I think we've been waiting. We've been waiting for more people to show up and it's really exciting when you start to see them. Yeah. So, so yeah, a lot. I mean, I mean, I definitely had a lot of fun as I always do, but a lot of positive um, productive things came out of this fest more so than, than, um, than in past years for me, even when I was doing other, you know, when I was involved in other projects, I just get lazy when I get there and don't want to do any, like, don't, I just want to hang out. I just want to see my friends. I just want to have a good time. Um, but this year was a good opportunity to do that and talk about the magazine. Um, and of course, uh, I think, I think we did mention this in the last episode we recorded. Uh, we did actually bring with us some printed versions of July's issue that we were run- bringing out as a test run. And, uh, we probably didn't push, you know, we probably didn't hock them as hard as we could, but the people who did pick them up and look at them, everybody, everybody that I talked to all seemed to be very impressed with how they came out and it wasn't the, it wasn't the typical just oh i'm your this is my friend i want to make him feel good oh i love it you know no like they honestly like they i had they had it wasn't just oh i like the pretty pictures no they had actual feedback about it which was because that meant that meant it engaged them which is exciting yeah. um so uh Can even though we didn't even even though we didn't sell it all of them like we had like we like we planned to i still i, I still count it as a success um absolutely you know I, I learned a ton i mean i learned a ton just You'll notice in other issues moving forward from July, you'll notice that um, August, the margins are all different uh, because I learned, you know, when, when you transition from online to print, the margins, you can't fix them. So you got to make sure that they're on point before they go digital. So I had to fix a lot of margins. So I learned a ton um, just designing the issue after that, which is really helpful to me. And it's given us a lot to think about, about moving forward, because we had a lot of really great feedback and suggestions about going forward. Because I think, I think we both knew that we weren't going to be printing monthly, but, um, well, I mean, that, 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 I mean, that, that can still remain a long-term goal. Exactly. Um, But not right off the bat. Yeah. But I mean, if, if, if things do start to transpire with like with Owen, Brad, all, all these other people, if if we start getting more eyes on the magazine and more people and more subscribers, then, you know, that's definitely a possibility that we could garner enough interest to produce them regularly. Well, that's true. But, but in the meantime, we've got really great feedback as to what we can do, you know, printing either anthologies or printing um, quarterly issues or um, best of issues. So we've got lots to think about. Um, And so we got a really, 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 really great, um, test run out of, out of the market. The market has spoken and we are so thankful for people to, uh, to give us some time. Yeah. And as, as, uh, I think we did also mention in the last episode too, uh, you know, those of you out there listening, if you're interested in obtaining a, a printed copy of your own, reach out to us, either, uh, reach out to Jackie or I directly, or, uh, send an email to the magazine. Um, we take th- bitcoin bitcoin cash is preferred yeah well just just contact us we'll, we'll talk 
um, you know, or if you, if you, if you yourself have any ideas, um, or suggestions or things you'd like to see, please, please, please reach out to us. Uh, you can always email us at, what is it? RTA magazine at protonmail.com. Um, or like I said, hit Jackie or I up on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you can find us. Um, you know, that would be, that, that, that would be great. We, we, we love the feedback. Um, it makes our job a lot easier because we don't have to do as much guesswork. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we have our creative moments. <laughs> Both of us are creative in different ways, but it, it definitely helps to have other people who want to give input because, you know, we don't just do this magazine for us. We do it for everybody. We want it to be, you know, would it be nice to be wildly successful with it? Of course, but it's more for, you know, making connections, uh, giving people information, giving people options. Um, so the more information, the more variety, the more feedback suggestions, like all those things, they all help. Um, and, you know, so help us yeah. help you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. This was issue 20. Uh, if there has been a topic that we haven't discussed, tell us what it is. Cause honestly, 21 topics. Yeah, we're going to, we're probably going to be in a need for, we've topic. covered so much. We've covered so much, um, redundantly at this point. So, um, really it, truly, if there's something that you're curious about, or if there's something that you're just dying to know, or if there's something that you just started learning that you'd like to learn more, please let us know. We've got, we've got a really amazing team of, of people that, that I call experts in their own unique fields that um, more times than not are more than happy to share their knowledge if it benefits the greater good. And they're not even mutualists. They're just good people. Greater good. Now I'm triggered. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like government talk to me. Anyway, but yeah, speak, speaking of our contributors, uh, we mentioned him earlier, but the, the one other thing, one other thing I definitely wanted to mention um, about the fest itself, uh, aside from Jackie's wonderful talk that she gave, um, I actually, for the first time, I participated in a presentation as our wonderful contributor, Mr. Josiah Warren, uh, gave a presentation about his book, Brushfire, and uh, he and our buddy Rayo from the Ivano podcast, we're up there, you know, talking about the whole publication process and the writing process and, you know, what, what kind of inspired him to write that story uh, and talked a little about the characters. And he had asked me a couple of weeks before the fest. And I think it started out like kind of joking. And, and, and it, the way, the way I kind of took it was he didn't really think I, he didn't really think I would say yes. Um, he, but he just kind of threw it out there. Like, would you want to, you know, read a chapter from the book? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that was a pretty good idea. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to help out. I mean, I, I spent an extensive amount of hours putting that book together for him. Uh, it turned into, I think, a 15 and a half hour audio book. I probably put a couple hundred hours into that thing, trying to perfect it and trying to get it to sound as good as I could. Because, um, you know, it was a paying gig. He's a friend. I wanted to make sure I provided him with the best quality I could. So I worked my ass off for that book. So when he asked me to do it, fuck it, we'll do it live. And, and as Bill, Bill O'Reilly would say. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was actually um, not so much nerve wracking, but 
it was uh it kind of made me realize my age unfortunately because i don't know if anybody in attendance noticed but i was having a hard time reading uh the book my eyes are starting to get bad as i get older unfortunately and uh with my damn bifocals trying to focus on that book and read from it was really fucking hard <laughs> Like I could talk to him blue in the face, but actually, like I and I, re I re I reread the chapter that he wanted me to do multiple times before we did the actual reading, so I would have a lot of it in my head, so I maybe didn't have to look at the page as much, and I wouldn't stumble over as many words. But damn, I like I I started going blind at one point. My eyes started going cross-eyed. I was having problems focusing, <laughs> and despite the fact that I had given up smoking. Uh, like a month and a half before the fest and my lung capacity has increased greatly. Um, I'm not back to 100% again. You know, it's been a very long time since I've been 100% because I've been a smoker for most of my life. Um, obviously, that's going to take some more time. But even, even with that extra lung capacity, I found myself running out of breath, trying to get through sentences. And I was trying to do it all. Like I was trying to trying to keep the, the pace going and having to do the different voices and change back and forth, change back and forth, like from sentence to sentence in some situations, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, I mean, I did get some very nice compliments afterwards. Um, and even the next day, a couple of people who had, who had, who had attended came up to me and just like, Hey man, that was a really good reading. Like, I was like, really? I thought I botched that so fucking badly, <laughs> but I, I, I will say I, I was kind of impressed with myself. I did manage to recall those voices and bring them back pretty much to the way I did them in the recording. Um, so that was kind of nifty. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so, so Matt, Josiah, if you're listening to this, um, I don't even think I talked to you about this, man. Um, yeah, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I don't know if people were paying attention, but yeah, I, I struggled to get through that. And uh, obviously I'm boring Jackie who's yawning over there. Uh, only our patrons can see that but you know thanks for that appreciate it here i am talking and she's just like laying back looking all over the place yawning am i boring you jackie i mean no no whatever. I, I was gonna say that um you made phoenix uh tap his foot with uh, uh he does a character that phoenix gets all like jelly oh, yes. for oh no phoenix yeah our buddy phoenix um, he vehemently hates uh, the character of Barnaby, who is the hardcore statist, very hardcore bootlicking statist in the story Whoa. of Brushfire. But um, that, I mean, his, his, I mean, Phoenix's reaction is a little over the top because, well, that's Phoenix. But his reaction is, is exactly what I was going for with Barnaby's voice. And of all the voices I did, because when I when I did the when I did Brushfire for Matt a couple of years ago, um, you know, I, I was given a copy of the book and I read through it and I hit him up and I was like, all right, man, do you have any like, you know, um, notes for me? Is there anything, you know, any particular way you want this done? Do you have any ideas for how you want things to sound? And he just pretty much left it up to me. He's like, honestly, just run with it and let's see what you got. So I worked on doing some voices for a while and I managed to come up with, I mean, I think I had to do like, I think there was like eight to 10 different characters at least that I, male voices that I had to do. 
Um, and I've never done any of this type of work before. I've done some audiobook reading for, for Liberty Under Attack publications, but it was always like straight reads of um, like nonfiction work. This is, a, this is my first attempt at a fiction read. And I've never, like, I've done silly voices, like, just for the heck of it in the past, but I've never done anything like this. So the fact that I was able to pull together eight to 10 voices, just pull them out of my ass, I was pretty impressed with myself. I was like, hey, I may, I may actually be able to do this shit. Um, but the funny thing is that Barnaby's character, as soon as I read the book and as soon as I realized who Barnaby was, this voice just popped into my head. And it's not a super original voice. There's actually uh, Tom Woods actually does a, a variation of this voice when he talk, when he mimics uh, certain statists and stuff like that. And I've seen other people do it too. Uh, excuse me, one second. Uh, sorry, but he uh, but the, the voice just popped into my head as I was reading. I'm like, well, that's it. I got Barnaby. So I did it and I did a, I did a, a sampling of every, of every one of the voices and I, I sent them to Matt and he, uh, he approved of all of them, had like a couple little notes here and there, but really it was like, yeah, man, I, I like all that. But he's like, oh my God, he's like Barnaby. He's like, that's exactly what I, that's, he's like, that's the voice I heard when I wrote it. And I was like, well, this is, this is great. You know, that, that, that's, you know, one of the best compliments you get. The author is, you know, that's the voice he wrote it in. And that's what I came up with. It's like score. Yeah. And then, and then Phoenix listened to the book and I actually got a, I got messages from him as he was listening to the book. Like literally he was live messaging me as he was listening to the book, screaming into the, into the signal chat going, Oh my God, I hate this man. What is wrong with you? He was <laughs> screaming that, that at the live performance. Yes, he was. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but Phoenix, you know you love me. You can't help it. Oh God, I took pictures, so I'll I'll put those in uh, the next issue. I've got pictures of uh, Silas reading for Josiah, and I've got. Uh, uh, I think that's probably the only picture that I took. I was there for three days or so, and I took one one or two pictures. That was it. I was fully in the moment. I, I, I don't think I took immersed. a single picture. I, yeah. I, 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 well, I, no, yeah, I don't think I took a single one. I, I, I remember being in the group photo, which was painstaking as always. Um, that, that's your first yeah. experience with it. Sadly, that was actually one of the quicker ones we've done. Um, oh, it is such a horrible, there's always something that goes wrong. It always, oh, wait, we're going to get this over really quick. No, there's, you always need to take like 15 shots. And <clears throat> this one was one of the best though. Cause at the end, everybody was just like so tired of it. We, everybody just started getting up and they're like, no, we need one more. And everybody's just like, screw this. We just all got up and walked away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit frustrated. I mean, considering my brothers and I haven't gotten together for five years, this is our first time together and we didn't take a single photo. So Yeah, the, see, but this is what this is what happens at Fest, though. Like, you know, it, it, it's in theory, it sounds like one of these things. Oh, I'm getting to meet, you know, even leave your brothers out of it. Oh, I'm getting to meet all these people that I've never met before. Or, oh, I'm getting to see these friends that I only get to see once a year. We definitely need to get pictures together. But once you're there, you're in the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, for those who have never been, I mean, there was a decent, there was definitely a decent amount of people there this year. Probably a hundred twenty all told passed through through all throughout all the days, maybe more. I'm not sure. Um, it's a family friendly event. There are. Are you holding up your hand like we're in class and you want me to call on you? What's going on yes. over there, Jackie? That's, yes, that's Jackie. What's what, what what's going on? 
Um, thank you. I just want to also explain to our audience that like, yeah, there's like a hundred people and that sounds like a lot, but coming from a feral cat, it was really comfortable. Like it wasn't like a hundred people in your face. Like what you think, like, Oh, meet me. I'm new. Ah, well, it was very like, there's, there's a big difference between cramming 50 to 75 people in somebody's backyard. Like you just attended last night versus having a hundred to 150 people spread out over a 77 acre property. When you're a feral cat, it doesn't matter this, the area, like a hundred people is a hundred people and it's super scary. And I want everyone to know that it wasn't scary, even when you're super antisocial, like my brothers are super antisocial. They're like me, like we're all three really antisocial people. And I made more of an effort because of the magazine mostly, but they didn't really make much of an effort, which I get because I probably wouldn't have either in my twenties. Um, but in any event, um, they got to kind of do their own thing and kind of integrate. Silas said the last day they finally kind of felt comfortable. And I love that they felt comfortable at all. And so don't let the number freak you out if you're like afraid felt, to go. Felt comfortable. Really we're being great. we're being fawned over by two older, attractive women, you know. You know what, you know, potato potato. <laughs> my my brothers did mention that it was a sausage fest, that every female there was with a male. So there were no That's... like single females. So until so the brothers... until until the the the, the two older cougars the, showed up <laughs> those two were not really compatible but but they were friendly but but you know what i mean so like my brothers were just like you know there was like no females to like interact with and i guess when you're like are they both in a relationship though or at least one of them one of them is in a long distance but my other one is not and oh. the other one is a ladies man like damn yeah i don't know what the secret is like unwashed hair is attractive to females apparently i, I guess like, i don't fucking know pheromones yeah well so yeah it was uh it was definitely a good fest um i since i missed last year this is the first year i had the opportunity to go um at the new location um i've been there before i've been friends with the owners of that property for years I've, I've been there just to hang out with them and stay at their house and stuff like that but this is the first time i was there for the fest experience um I, I i definitely i definitely like having it there um i mean we had it at a campground for years which was nice we had our own section um there was a lake we could go swimming in and fishing in and stuff like that um there were a lot of different trails you could take you know walking and stuff but being on one of our properties is just so much nicer you know we know uh you know it's it, it's literally our people all the way through and uh you know it's just nice and everybody's really respectful everybody you know make sure to clean up after themselves and uh try not to damage the property too much which was definitely there was definitely potential for that this time with the huge rainstorm that came through and i mean it was so bad that half when i arrived 10 o'clock the next morning half the field was still flooded i found um, a crawfish yeah that was the crazy that that was something you know we, we were you and i were talking about this the other day about learning something new every day yeah. i learned at the fest this year that crawfish can live underground and don't actually have to be in water yeah. because we learned that you know we were we were walking around and all of a sudden jackie looked down and was like is that is, is that a 
crawfish and she picked it up and sure as shit there was a dead crawfish just laying in the middle of this field and then we learned from our our friend the the uh lovable um shine maker johnny that all the holes we were finding all over the property were actually crawfish holes and that they live down there and because that area floods out so regularly they can survive quite well just living in those holes and getting the water as it comes in from the rainstorms so yeah i always thought crawfish had to be in a river or something but nope they can live in a freaking field in the middle of michigan pretty damn cool (laughs) i gave that crawfish a proper burial in case you're wondering i put him underneath a leaf very nice of you but anyway we've been going for almost an hour now so we probably should start to get wrapping up um yeah overall um 9-11 would uh would wreck that fest again so uh for sure i I hope you i hope you enjoyed your first fest experience as much as i did it was a good fest yeah yeah i uh, i enjoyed the fest I look yeah. forward to more fests. I'm going to try and make more this year. Yeah, well, there there is still a number of them happening. I think we finally updated the fest, the list in the magazine, right? So you'll be able to find information about those. We we have updated the list in the magazine, correct? I think we've, but you finally got yeah. around to doing that a couple months ago. So yeah, you know, there's a. There's not much in there now. COVID pretty much took everything out. There's well, like no, but this this year this year there's bringing this year is bringing them back. The, there's Midfest, well, yeah. um, which happens twice a year. Um, the second one is coming up uh, in October, I think. Um, I have it right the, here. Um, the, the Midwest uh, the Midwest pe- piece just October happened. October ninth through tenth. Anarcha- yeah. was before that. Um, Anarchapulco is August twenty fifth through twenty eighth this year. Wait, no, is that right an- now? Anarchapulco is in February. Not anymore. It got rescheduled to August thanks to COVID. If you look on their website, Uh-oh. it's happening. Lid no, today's the last night. Okay, I, I think you're mistaken because my buddy Henza and a bunch of other people were in an Arcapogo <laughs> in February this year. Uh, this is Anarcovid, August 25 through. 28th. That's not an Arcapogo. That's well, a different event. It's anarchapolko.com. That's where the website goes. Anarchapolko goes to. Anyway, there are other, there are other, there are other events, um, and more are hopefully on the way. Um, I hope so. Vanu, Vanu Fest is happening. Of course, that's invitation only. Um, September if you want to, if you want to learn about Vanu Fest, I think it's paznia.com. Go check that out. And, uh, if, if you can get yourself vetted, by somebody who is already a trusted stakeholder Um, i believe actually well thanks to me i believe both of us are 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 verified stakeholders um you're welcome for my service and my money miss um i believe i bought your stakeholdership um yeah if you if you can get if you can get if you can get a the okay from a vetted member then you're free to come out to pasney and check out what they got going on over there um Lots of exciting stuff there. Um, and, uh, you know, next Lots year will be even better. Our, our, our buddy Mikey Smith is still working hard on trying to get the Southwest, uh, Southwest Peace and Liberty Fest up and running. Um, may not happen by next year, but hopefully 2023 at the absolute latest. Uh, we'll have that one up and running. And, um, you know, 
there there's there's more of them out there i gotta i gotta try to scour i know i came across some more that i don't think are on our list i gotta get those names and put them up there and um you know you you can find them all over the country things are happening again people you know especially if you're out there and you feel like you're isolated and you don't you know you don't have anybody around you you're only talking to people online these events are wonderful. I mean, we had people, we had a number of people. We had one woman who showed up this year. Actually, I forget her name and I feel bad about this, but she came alone and she's a complete noob to all of this stuff. Like she has been living by herself out wherever she is and thinking she was all alone. And somehow, some way, she came across the information for the fest and was like, heck, I'm going to drive out. And she was, an, you know, she was an older woman in her 50s. Um, maybe even early 60s and she was saying that all of her friends back home thought she was completely insane that she was just driving hours and hours and hours i think she came from minnesota or or maybe western wisconsin um and she drove all the way out there by herself and all of her friends are you're, you're gonna go hang out in a field with a bunch of strangers for a weekend and she's like yep and she had a blast she said it was a wonderful so time awesome. she can't wait to come back again and um so that could be you if you think you're alone out there um you're not you're not alone so you're not um, you're not you're not anything else I you want to yeah anything else you want to touch on before we get going nope all right well as always thank you uh thank you to our sponsors people at bitcoin cash um yeah don't have any bitcoin cash yet price is going up again might want to get some soon who knows price might keep skyrocketing I think that last dip is over, but yeah, the people at Bitcoin Cash, they're really good to us. So we like to be really good to them. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I do believe I made some purchases with Bitcoin Cash at the Fest this year, um, as I always yeah, I do. I used a lot. Yeah, um, I used a lot too. And, uh, you know, as always, quick tra transactions times, super low transaction fees, and, uh, you know, very, very solid cryptocurrency, extremely high on my list. I highly encourage people to get involved in it, especially if you're one of those people who thinks, oh, maybe I should, but I missed out on the Bitcoin bus. Don't miss out on the Bitcoin cash bus. Um, and to our uh, one of our newest contributors and also advertiser, our friend Todd Borjo. Thank you very much for your service, sir. Um, great. He's got uh, a fantastic archive uh, available for free, uh, and you can check him out through our website and our magazine to get yeah. his free content. Yeah, another... Uh, writer and also another fiction writer who has kind of stumbled across our path which we're really kind of excited about especially after the wild success we've had with josiah's writings um you know bringing somebody else in and getting to expose other people to his content you know really cool so thank you very yeah. much todd and definitely going to reach out to you soon and we'll we'll set up and going to try to do an interview with him sometime soon so we can learn more about him and bring that yeah. to you and um yeah if you like what we're doing here if you if you like what we're doing with the magazine uh, and you would like to help us out in any way please feel free to reach out and uh you know you can either connect through our patreon um you know i know i say this all the time i know people some people are anti-patreon we're not we're still there we're, we're posting content there and we thank our patrons very 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 much for your continued support so if you would like to donate to the magazine and or the podcast um, or just the two of us in general, just because you think we're, we're neato, um, then uh, please consider joining uh, joining our, our Patreon. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to some of our content. For as little as $5 a month, I think you can get access to pretty much all of our content. 
um, all the special stuff we put out there behind the scenes stuff, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, just help us keep the lights on. If you're totally anti-Patreon, but you still want to help out, reach out, um, cryptocurrency, PayPal, all things are possible. And, uh, heck, even if you want to send us some, uh, well, if you want to send me some gold or silver, cause you know, Jackie over there, she thinks it's bullshit money. So she, she won't even take it. Um, so if you want to send me gold or silver, I'll be more than happy to take that off your hands. Heck, at this point, if you'd like to send some ammunition, I'd also be more than happy to take that. Uh, I prefer nine millimeter. Take that. But you know, take the ammunition. <laughs> I take ammo. I just gold and silver, like unless it's a bullet casing, like I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Anyway, with that, we will get wrapping up. Thank you, as always, everybody for listening. This has been RTA Radio, and we will catch you next time. Is it any wonder crime is everywhere?